I'm Justin Gerhardt. And I'm Eddie Fritz. Welcome to the Queer Network Podcast. Join us as we explore queer in the 21st century. We recently released a short film on the channel called Vertical Lines, which if you haven't already seen it, please go check it out. It was written um, and co-starred Nick Neon and Kyle Rayum. Now you may remember Kyle because Kyle has also released a couple other short films on our channel already. So this was his third and it dealt with an issue that uh, is quite sensitive. Um, the way they handled it though was so nuanced and, and really, really quite beautiful, even though it's a challenging topic to, to discuss. So because it was so challenging and he did such an amazing job, or they did such an amazing job doing it, we thought it would be interesting to have Nick and Kyle go through the comments section of the YouTube video and just explain a little bit more about the process of putting this film together. They live in different cities. Nick is in New York and Kyle is in Toronto. So how they put that all together and, and tackled a subject that is often um, not talked about because it's a challenging thing to talk about. Hi everyone, I'm Nick Neon and I am the co-writer and co-lead actor of the short film Vertical Lines, directed by Kyle Riem. My name is Kyle Riem and I am the director, co-writer, and co-lead actor of the short film Vertical Lines. And today we are going to sort of explore a lot of the comments you left below for this short film about a very sensitive topic um, and we're just going to try and deconstruct some of the things you said. So the original concept behind the film was finding a way for me to talk about my own personal experiences and my scars. But then when Nick came into the picture and I found that he had his own story to tell and when he started actually writing into the script and we had the final draft of it, that was his character story, my character story, which are both reflections of our real stories. I realized that the film was much bigger than myself and it just became such a stronger story than that initial idea I had like I had this and then with Nick it just became this full well-rounded story and I realized that one of the most important things about the film was that it could be used as a social tool was that it could be a conversation starter if you have a friend or a family member or a partner and you haven't been able to have that conversation with them, then maybe you two can watch the film together and through it, you can begin having those conversations. I think Kyle is a great filmmaker. That's actually how we got involved. Um, I watched his film, What About Shelley? Um, I met him in Toronto two, three years ago now. And I just told him, I was like, I really love your artistic eye and your voice as a filmmaker. And I hope we get to work together in the future. People ask about the significance of the title and I actually did come up with it very early on because I was thinking about the words that the character would say and I was looking at my own physical scar and the truth is that while I do have a lot that go this way, those ones are very different than the vertical cuts because the truth is the vertical cuts are the ones from the one suicide attempt that I have. Even when he was pitching it to me on the phone, it was always about um, those deeper lines on his arm. And um, I'm sure he's explaining this a lot better than I am because I, I'm trying to remember, but uh, I think it was just sort of, it was supposed to be suggestive and um, you have to sort of watch it to know what those vertical lines are, you know. My new favorite short film, thank you, Beautifully Melancholy 
the part where he kisses his scars, I shed a few tears. That to me is actually, I think maybe my favorite moment of the film because I, I do feel that it was quite powerful and it's so personal. Like my scars and myself, it's so personal. I've never really had somebody like, like touch them in that way. And I just thought it would be such a, a beautiful, intimate way to end the film because really the film at the end of the day, it's really, really about intimacy, specifically male intimacy and being able to open up to somebody emotionally like that. So, you know, thank you so much for your comment. It, it really means a lot to me. I think the part about it being beautifully melancholy or colic, um, I think that's like a bit of my spirit. I think it's a bit of Kyle's spirit. Thank you for seeing the film that way because that's hopefully what we achieved. Very real and nicely done. Thank you so much. One of the best comments that we've gotten about the film is that it feels real and that it feels lived in. It was so important to me when I was making this film that it didn't feel melodramatic and that it really did feel like two people who were really getting to know each other having a conversation, a conversation that doesn't seem staged, even though, you know, we really did write it all out and rehearse it quite a bit. So I'm, I'm so thankful that we managed to pull that off. I remember when I got to Toronto and I got to our set, which was his apartment, um, he had restructured his apartment and his bedroom. He, he redesigned, he created, uh, um, when you watch the film, the two of us are in bed and behind there's this great sort of collage of images and there's like a heart-shaped light. He, 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 he set designed, he, um, he had a very clear idea of the lights, he had a very clear idea of the shots, so the set was quite minimal and it moved pretty quickly. It, I think he was more focused about performance because we were shooting like 16 minute takes in the bedroom, one shot and over and over again. So I think he wanted to get all of that out of the way ahead of time and I thought that was a smart choice. Good job, Kyle. Glad this conversation was had by two different yet similar people at different stops on their journey of life. It's good to have these conversations to realize we are all, we, sorry, excuse me. We all were at one point on that same road but someone or something caught our attention to make it stop. This short brought back many memories of my scars and I hope I can have them visible like these two great actor, actors did and share with others. Many thanks for this brilliant film. I think uh, it is comments like this that really make me um, very grateful and um, emotional because you, we can like insulate ourselves and we can, we can sort of think that things are only happening to us, that these, these really hard moments in our life are singular. And, and then somehow like as a creative and an artist and a writer, you feel like an urge to include some of your personal struggle in a film or a piece of art. And then you, but you still think it's singular until it goes out into the world and people comment on it or they're moved by something or they feel less alone and then you realize that we all sort of go through these same things and so you know sometimes I mean I feel like you summed up our movie better than I ever could you know you said it it's like two people you know at different points in their lives at one point we're at the same point and how that helps them to sort of pivot and how beautiful that can be. I think this person just really well summed it up I mean it is true that these two people that are coming together 
have both been through very similar trauma, but through being able to talk about it with each other, they can really recognize where they are in their life and, and just have this deeper understanding of each other. I like how candidly this hard subject was dealt with. I also like how we sort of tackled this hard subject. Um, I think we really have to thank Kyle on this one because he sort of asked me to join this project and he, he told me that it was gonna be this very personal thing to him and he sort of asked if I would bring a bit of a personal thing on my side into this project by co-writing it. Thank you for posting this, it was very moving. And I love that they accepted each other and could share their intimate hurts and not feel judged. That's actually, um, that's actually one of the best sort of comments and feedback that we've gotten about the film, is that because it's so intimate and it really shows that you can have these kinds of conversations with your loved ones and the people that you care about and not feel judged. And if there's one thing that I hope for the film, it's that people can see this and then if anything, sort of use it as a social tool to be a conversation starter, to understand that you can have really difficult, tough conversations with the people that you love and not be judged. A kiss on the scar, dot, dot, dot. The healing power of love and intimacy. I'm glad we both really suck at dying. I think my heart just broke. I'm really happy to read this one because if I remember correctly, I think it was something I suggested on set. Um, I felt like my character would do something like that. I think that's who, if our characters are a little close to home, to who we are as people, I felt like that's what I would do. Like I would, I would embrace what the other person thought was a flaw and I'd, I'd kiss it to show them that I don't see it that way. And so I think it was a very poetic moment and I think you do too, so thank you. A kiss on the scar. Kiss those scars. I cried really hard watching this. It's a reality for me. I have the same conversation with guys from my scars and most of them never understood and probably never would. I would feel worse about myself for being different. That's, that's, you know, that's a bit heartbreaking to hear because I mean, I have been in the same situation myself. I have had guys ask about it um, at inappropriate times, guys that I haven't really known. And it is a hard thing to talk about. And, you know, th there isn't really a right or wrong way. You know, I would hate for people to actually feel different just because they have these kinds of scars. Because what I really feel is that we are all on the same boat. And I think one of the points of the film um, is that, you know, Nick's character may not have those physical scars, but they've both been through that kind of emotional turmoil. So to the writer of this comment, I just want to say that you are not alone. There are plenty of guys out there who have been through the same situation and someone does understand you. We all have scars. Some are just more visible than others. I think that's actually a very elegant way of putting it because my character and myself might actually have those physical scars, but Nick and his character has those emotional scars. And I think it's just a really powerful statement that you might not be able to see it on everybody, but we've all been through that emotional trauma. We have those emotional scars. We have a lot more in common than we might think. Crying face, the struggle of being gay. I hear you, <laughs> loud and clear. Um, I, would, I would also add to this, um, the struggle of being human. 
um, because suicide and depression and anxiety um, and isolation and all these negative feelings are things that are not just because we are gay, because I know plenty of gay people who grew up and, you know, had this, had an, an incredible time. You know, their entire family accepted them immediately or they had enough sort of resolve to not give a fuck what anyone thought. I was not one of those people. I'm sure you seem like you may have, you may be still struggling with certain issues in terms of being gay. But um, I think the film is a good reminder that we all struggle and we all might feel like it's not worth moving forward with life anymore. And um, I just hope that this film sort of allows for anybody watching, whether they're straight, queer, you know, it's a universal struggle. So the struggle of being human. I could never be into a guy who wears nail polish, even black. That was also something I suggested. And I specifically suggested it because we are dealing with comments like this one. I think, um, I think we're in a world that um, should be allowing men to be more feminine if that's what they want. Um, for too long, we're living in a, in a space where women can do a lot of things that men can, but, women, but men can't do things that women do. And it's always sort of looked at as something negative or weak or vulnerable. Like men can't be vulnerable, men can't wear nail polish, you know, men can't cry, and I just think that we're trying to move past that. So I would reconsider the black nail polish because it might be the love of your life. Well done with the difficult subject to cover. The ending is full of hope. I'm so glad that somebody said that because I really do feel like it is an incredibly hopeful ending. It might be a little bit of a melancholy ending, but it does have this hope for the future that they can accept each other that they can take each other as they are, and that I think, if anything, these characters might be falling more in love with each other after this conversation. So thank you, I do feel like it's full of hope. This is so moving, but I couldn't help but think to myself when they thought 16 was a young age, that I attempted when I had just turned 12-ish, and that's scary to me looking back now, especially since I'm 14 now. This comment really hurts me a lot. Um, it makes me very sad. Um, it makes me very happy that you can write this comment, Caitlin. I think um, two years past the point in which you thought you wanted to leave this world um, is a positive sign. I hope you are doing fine right now and I hope that you have found things in your life that feel like it's worth being alive for. Um, I think this comment also points out intrinsically how we cannot assume that as we get older, it gets better. Um, this goes back to that idea that like, you know, like there's that general comment of, don't worry, it's gonna get better. But I think we do have to work harder to be more specific or to create art that has the conversation, like a film like Vertical Lines, um, to allow somebody to see that this is real and that it's okay. And um, I mean, I thought 16 was young and now it's even younger. People are considering it at ages that seem really, in one sense, unfair. No one that young should feel like they want to end their life, but it's real. And um, I really hope we continue to encourage ourselves to be better about um, reaching out to people who might have mental health issues or who, who we might think 
might have suicidal thoughts. We are, we're, I think we're, as a culture, we're too scared to just reach out because we think we're gonna put them on the spot or make them embarrassed. But I think there's a lot of research out there that actually suggests the opposite. People tend to commit suicide when they don't have, when they feel like they don't have someone to talk to. So it's, it might be worth risking embarrassing them and yourself if, it's, if it starts a conversation. Let me come to the last comment. Really beautiful film. Thank you for this discussion. May all of us suck at dying by our own hands. Be well, everybody. I couldn't have put it better. Um, may we all suck at dying, and may we all find hope in others, and may we all allow ourselves to be vulnerable so that we may lie in bed with people that we don't know and learn to love them as they are. Thank you to Nick and thank you to Kyle for making that effort to go through those comments and explain a little bit more about how they put this all together. They both have Instagrams that you can follow if you want to follow their journey. Thank you for listening to the Queer Network Podcast. You can follow the Queer Network on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us next time for another queer conversation. <laughs>